Hanukon. 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 You're listening to Hanukon Podcast, highlighting citizen Potawatomi Nation issues, members, and more. Please subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Just search Hanukon Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. I'm your host, Paige Willett. Two CPN staff members joined this episode to discuss critical resources their departments offer, including CARES Act funding. We also hear from artists who cultivated a unique art exhibit that brings 12 citizen Potawatomi and Anishinaabe artists together for a spark of beauty during a pandemic. In July, CPN hired a staff of seven to process applications and distribute CPN CARES funds. With two phases currently in process, the COVID Relief Department is working to efficiently and quickly help those in need. COVID Relief Manager Patty Hare sat down with Hanukkah Podcast to discuss the new department's tasks and the funds available to tribal members. Um, We have six staff members that have come from various um, customer service relation type positions. Um, They're all very good at their job. And as applications come in, we are verifying information in the application, making sure everything is correct on the application. And once we review it, it goes on to be approved. So we're looking at a lot of um, information. You may have a a family that's divorced, which is a very touchy situation. So you have to find out who's the custodial parent. Sometimes people register their children um, as the actual applicant instead of their dependent. So we're fixing that, we're fixing birthdays, we're talking to anybody calling in that has questions, we can walk them through the process. We're mailing out applications and taking applications in. So it's very complex operation. It definitely sounds like it. Um, What are some of those most frequently asked questions that you get when people uh, are calling in after they they find the phone number and they find out about these programs? The first question is, how do I apply? So we'll go through the whole process of how to apply. We prefer they apply online. However, we do have programs for elders and often they either don't have a computer or it's just very confusing to them. So if they have a computer, Oftentimes we're able to walk them through it, but if not, we'll mail the application to them and they worry that, you know, maybe the money is going to run out before their application gets here and we assure them it isn't. And once a paper application comes in, we assure them it'll be entered into the computer. We also have um, parents, a parent, maybe a non-tribal member and their children are tribal members. And so they get a little confused as to, because it asks for tribal roll numbers. So we walk them through that process. Yes, you can still apply for your children and they will get the assistance. So those are kind of main questions. And uh, one other is, uh, there's some age limits on some of the programs for elders. And, And then the school programs, there are different levels of school program based on if you're in grade school or you're post secondary. So we get those questions as well. What do you want people calling in to know about the programs right off the bat? All information that you need is on the Citizens Potawatomi Nation homepage. It will guide you right into registering and applying. 
and it'll, there's also total descriptions of every program, how to qualify and what documents you need, who's eligible for the programs. If you send in a completed application, the process goes smoothly and quickly. Sometimes applications are held up because we don't have the supporting documents. And one main supporting document is we must have your tribal ID and the tribal ID of your children. If your children are not registered as a CPN citizen, you first must go through tribal roles, which you can go online and they have forms available and you fill those out and they go directly to tribal roles and they'll take care of that and then you apply for the funding. Why is getting things uh, squared away at tribal roles so important for this application process? Your application will process very rapidly. Otherwise, you, we have to try to contact you via email or a phone call and we all know if we're working or busy with our children, it could take a couple weeks before we can get the information we need to proceed with the application. And what are some of those types of funds that people can apply for? So available are funding for income support, unemployment income support. And you have to prove that you've had a loss of income due to COVID. And those applications are reviewed and the funding is up to $1,200. So you may have a loss of income this month and you send in all your documentation and maybe you qualify for $500 of that 1200. So you can apply, you know, next month you have a different loss of income and up to $1200, which is, is awesome. We also have a business. If you own your own business, there is um, business funding that's available. That funding is up to $5,000 and you have to show once again, loss of income based on COVID. So you would show income prior to COVID and now during COVID. There's funding available to elders of the tribe for housing assistance. That is if you are behind, so you have to document that you're behind. You tell us if you're leasing or renting who that company is. If it's a mortgage company, you would tell us who that company is send all your documents, it'll be reviewed. That funding goes directly to whomever you rent from or have a mortgage with. There's a COVID disability food security. That's for 18 to 64 year olds. You have to be registered with the social security office for disability. So once again, you would send in your tribal card, you'd send in your letter of disability from saying you are receiving that from Social Security Office, or sometimes people don't have that letter, but you, they can show us a bank statement where it's been deposited. There's also a elder food security program for seniors 65 and older, and that's a $200 a month food grant. There is a student assistance program and a technology program through 12th grade. So if they're still a high school student, they'll qualify for both of those programs. There's college age also programs available, and that's the secondary technology and student support program. And they have to be a full-time student enrolled at a, a college university or um, tech school. There's an ACT-SAT online workshop, 
And if your student enrolls in an online workshop to prepare for the ACT or SAT testing, the fee is reimbursable up to $40. What is the application process like? In order to apply, the first thing you need to do if you haven't been on the CPN website since prior to November 2019, you need to first register. Then you can move on to the application. Another thing you need to consider is if you have change of address or your marital status has changed, that needs to be changed also through tribal roles prior to applying because that will make your application process much smoother. Visit Pottawatomie.org backslash cares to review all of the program information, register on CPN's online portal, and apply. Staff is available by email at cpncares at Pottawatomie.org or by phone at 1-833-481-0638. The call center is open Monday through Friday from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. After hours, please leave a message with a name and phone number, and staff will return your call as quickly as possible. Located on the University of Oklahoma campus in Norman, the Jacobson House Native Arts Center stands as a testament to the creativity and beauty of indigenous art throughout the last century. The latest exhibit, Ajwakwa Contemporary Anishinaabe Art, features five citizen Potawatomi Nation artists. Odawa, Ojibwe, Prairie Band Potawatomi, Gun Lake Potawatomi, and Chippewas of Rama First Nation artists are also featured at Jacobson House from August 22nd through October 18th. A desire to reinvigorate the passion and life surrounding this historic building inspired Cherokee Nation artist and publishing editor of the first American art magazine, America Meredith, to curate the exhibition. There were, you know, kind of important shows going through there and it's kind of fallen by the wayside. So I thought it was important to have a show that um, uh, just really knocks people's socks off, like really just superb gorgeous artwork, you know, and a, you know, strong cultural kind of um, tour de force. Unique for showcasing only woodland artists, Ajwakwa is comprised of basketry, paintings, birch bark biting, porcupine quill work, installation art, textiles, photographs, jewelry, beadwork, and more. Meredith said it's about maintaining cultural connections. I mean, it's hard to maintain connections, but the fact that people are making those efforts to, you know, talk to speakers in the language, uh, meet with people. And then some artists, you know, they have to travel back. They've moved away, so they have to travel back to harvest, you know, the birch and the black ash and sweetgrass. Ajwakwa, meaning beyond the woods in Potawatomi, aims to show the resilience of the eastern woodland peoples after forced removals and assimilation. Featured artist and CPN member Christopher Short collaborates on applique textiles with his mother, Kathy, using a combination of laser cutting and hand sewing. Culture has to adapt or it becomes diminished and then it becomes deprecated and disappears. And through the art that we're trying to do, the art that we've been working on, I I think that we're helping Uh, acknowledge that culture and that identity that we have and bring it forward and present it so it remains maybe not in its original form but it adapts and, and 
um, helps nourish us and helps inspire us. They began working together 15 years ago, although Kathy started sewing dolls' clothes as a child. She taught Chris about their family's culture as Barassa descendants through art when he was young. It just kind of became increasingly important to figure out some way to connect them to this culture because this culture is really important. It shaped who I am, it shaped who they are, and an appreciation for it, a knowledge about it, just seemed to me to be very critical. And art, especially when you're starting with small children, seems to be kind of a natural. It's not hard to get them interested in it. They said textiles lend themselves well to collaboration, and their featured piece at Jacobson House's new exhibit is a butterfly patterned shawl with hand-tied white fringe. Chris works in information technology and uses art as a chance to create with his hands. It's, it's kind of fun to work with bits of cloth and bits of leather and, and things that you can actually touch. I spend a lot of time, you know, rendering things on the computer for other art pieces and, and you know, using Photoshop and CAD and, and 3D programs. And it's so gratifying to actually hold something in your hand that existed uh, solely on the computer a few hours ago or a few days ago. Harnessing new technologies to create pieces rich in Anishinaabe cultural techniques and symbols highlights Meredith's idea behind the exhibit. So, I mean, I'm definitely, like, I hope continuity is the main theme where um, Native people are going to use their own indigenous art forms and those will continue on to the future. The whole idea that Native is ancient or Native um, indigenous art forms are fading or disappearing is um, an untrue narrative uh, put forth by Western academics that I think we pretty soundly rejected in the 21st century. The Jacobson House is a small art space. However, Meredith chooses to see it as an advantage during a pandemic. Staff closely monitor how many visitors enter the exhibit while providing an intimate experience for families and children being homeschooled. Many of the featured artists submitted one piece for display. That's what, how we're able to accommodate 12 different artists in a really small space. But I think they all um, play off each other very well. And I think we have an excellent range of different forms and approaches. Face masks are required while walking through the exhibit. Visitors can email jacobsonhouse at gmail.com to schedule a private tour. Jacobson House is also offering a series of virtual artist talks every other Monday throughout the exhibit, giving those unable or unwilling to travel a chance to participate and enjoy the art. I hope that people see the survival and the resilience and know like, ah, oh, these people went through this and they still have beauty in their lives. They're still creating beauty. We're going to be able to get through the time period we're in now. The gallery is open Saturdays and Sundays from 1 to 5 p.m. through October 18th, as well as by appointment. Visit jacobsonhouse.art backslash exhibitions or facebook.com backslash jacobsonhouseart for more information. During the pandemic, foster care and adoption service centers across the country have seen a drastic decrease in applications, including CPN's Fire Lodge Children and Family Services. However, there may be no more important time to step up to care for children in less than ideal circumstances. Fire Lodge's foster care and adoption manager Kendra Loudon discusses the importance of keeping services available. People have a lot of other things on their plate right now, so they're dealing with unemployment, illnesses, child care. There's just a lot of situations that prohibit people from even thinking about it. 
But what I'd like people to know is that being a foster parent, it's like being an extension of a parent. And we have a lot of services and a lot of support in place to help make this process easier, especially in a time like this when we have a pandemic. What are some of those services then? What are some of those other ways perhaps making the foster care process easier right now? So one thing that uh, people think about with the pandemic is things are shutting down. So with child welfare, it's quite the opposite. We actually are just as involved in cases, working with foster families, working with families in need. We're still out in the field. We're still doing home visits. And so as far as foster homes go, I am still visiting those. I am still uh, accepting applications. Right now, I'm only working with one family. And so that, that is, uh, would normally be two or three. So we've really reduced the amount of homes we're working with at one time. So there's really a great need for foster homes for Pottawatomie kids right now. You just have to live in Oklahoma, be a member of a tribe, and be willing to love and accept a child into your home. And why is it so important for people to keep foster kids in their minds during this time? Well, children, as we know, are the most vulnerable people in our societies, particularly children who have faced trauma through abuse and neglect. They need that support. They need love. They need kindness and they need understanding. So foster families are the ones who can help provide this to children who have been impacted by foster care. We continually stay in contact with our foster parents during this pandemic. Uh, we maintain regular contact regardless of what's going on in the world, but particularly now we've stepped up our contacts to make sure that families have what they need. We've had instances to where families weren't able to find the size of diapers they were in need of whenever there was sort of a diaper shortage. So we were actually able to not only locate those, but go purchase those for the family so that they did not have to go out right, it was right when the pandemic started. So that was a great success story to help that family and that child. Um, some families live in rural areas to where they may drive 45 minutes to the nearest Walmart or Target, and there's not a lot of other options for them. How has FireLodge adapted to its work as the coronavirus has spread? Well, luckily the Citizen Pottawatomie Nation's Information Technology Department has been extremely helpful with uh, connecting us with all of the technology that we do need. So we uh, use FaceTime, Zoom, multiple other applications to talk with clients, to do our face-to-face uh, -face contacts when we weren't able to be in person. We even are able to use Zoom and phone conferencing to call into court hearings that normally we would have attended in person. We definitely have taken a lot of safety measures as well. So before we go to a home, whether it be a foster home or the home of a birth family, we take steps to make sure that nobody has been impacted by COVID-19. So whether that be um, exposure, we ask about have they been around anyone that's been, ex that's been exposed to it or has been diagnosed. We ask them if they've had any symptoms. And so that's a way for us to protect our clients and ourselves. We do wear a mask in the field and any protective equipment uh, that we may need then we go ahead and wear that. We have access to that at the tribe. And how has the foster application and approval process changed this year for those interested and maybe thinking about becoming a foster family? Like I mentioned before, we do wear protective equipment. We keep social distancing when we are in, home, when we are in people's homes because ultimately 
we have to visit children, we have to visit families. So for families that may have more of a suppressed immune system or concerns about contact, we can do some of our services virtually. So I typically go into an applicant's home three or four times prior to approval. So now that has maintained, we might not feel like it's the best to go in a certain area. So we can do things over the phone. Ultimately, I still have to go to the home, but we can modify that and limit the in-person contact when needed. And what would you tell someone who is apprehensive about inviting a child into their home during a time like this? Um, just know that as a foster parent, anything can happen. So you take place with a child and, and we may find out after the fact that they have allergies or things like that. So as far as COVID, it's a lot more serious than allergies or um, other types of health issues. So we do our diligent work to make sure that the child asks those questions. Has there been any contact? Has there been any exposure to COVID-19? And um, we also make sure the foster parents before we place a child there can answer those same questions appropriately. What exactly are the requirements for being a foster parent or foster family? To be a foster family for Citizen Pottawatomie Nation, you have to be enrolled in a federally recognized tribe. So um, you can be either married or unmarried. For married couples, one person would have to be a tribal member. If you are unmarried, you would have to be a tribal member. Uh, you also have to live in the state of Oklahoma. The reason for this is our concentration of cases here in Oklahoma is pretty high. And outside of Oklahoma, it's really spread across the country. There's, there's not one particular area that has a large number of cases. So our foster home approvals kind of have to stick to this area. What we recommend is families that live out of state that are fostering, they can reach out to me, share their information, and I keep that on file. And who knows, there could be an opportunity for us to place a Potawatomi child in their area in their home. You do have to submit to background checks and child welfare history checks. And so a lot of situations are case-by-case -case basis. We don't want to discourage anyone from applying just because they're, they think they might be denied. The best thing to do is call and talk with me and then I can share uh, my experiences with working with that similar situation and also share our policy to see would they meet criteria. What would you like people to know about fostering that they may think the pandemic makes impossible? That it's not safe. In, in reality, um, it is safe to foster during COVID-19 because there is so much support. If we have a family that becomes impacted by COVID-19, then we actually can offer financial support and assistance to them. Um, it just, it depends on each situation, but there is that option through our grant funding. That is my role as a, the foster care manager is to support all of our foster families. So they don't have to feel alone if um, something happens with their health. What have you really learned over this year that is so essential to your everyday work? I have learned that foster families are even more amazing than I ever thought. I, I will tell you for those that are um, more worrisome about accepting kids in their home during this time, most of our families have, they have accepted new placements and everything has gone successfully. So far, we haven't had a family impacted directly by COVID-19. And I attribute that to their wise decision-making on who they're in contact with, wearing masks, all of those things that um, Citizen Pottawatomie Nation recommends, our families are following that. 
And how can people help? Is there anything that Fire Lodge is really lacking right now um, that people maybe could provide? Really what we need is people to really step out of their comfort zone, think about um, those feelings they've had about wanting to help a child and just make that leap. You know, op open your heart, open your home and give us a call so that we can help you help Pottawatomie kids. To learn more about Fire Lodge Children and Family Services, please visit Pottawatomie.org backslash Fire Lodge or search for Fire Lodge on Facebook. It's time for learning language when CPN Language Department Director Justin Neely teaches vocabulary, songs, stories, and more. Today's vocabulary lesson teaches helpful phrases for everyday life. Bojo Jayak Zagnibi Dejnika Zagnibi Nishnabe Noswin Nishnaben Dao Bodewadmin Dao Shishibani Nadabendagwas Jajak Ndodem Kansas City, Missouri Ndochpiamina Shani, Oklahoma, Edayan, Odejo, Pingom. Bodewad Mimwen Nagan Itendau, Justin Neely Chimokman Noswen. My name is Justin Neely. I'm the language director uh, here at the Citizen Potawatomi Nation. And today I just wanted to share a few uh, basic introductory type phrases uh, that you could use in a variety of, of different situations. Nijapi Gadokiyin. Nijapi Gadokiyin. When did you wake up? Nijapi gadokiyin. Boskejep nigidoki. Boskejep nigidoki. I woke up early this morning. Boskejep nigidoki. Jishuk nigidoki. I just woke up. Jishuk nigidoki. Kakip koshne. Kakip koshne. Are you sleepy? Kakip koshne. Bagaji nakip kosh. Bagaji nakip kosh. I'm a little sleepy. Bagaji nakip kosh. Chongimba schwatso de buganak. Chongimba schwatso de buganak. No, I went to sleep at 8 o'clock. Chongimba schwatso de buganak. Weknesia netum gajachkeyen. What did you do first? I got out of bed first. I got dressed. Then I brushed my teeth. Nagib mapto waja manup madzeyan. Nagib mapto waja manup madzeyan. I went for a run so that I'll be in good shape, good health. Nagib mapto waja manup madzeyan. Nipija ejayan. Nipija ejayan. Where are you going? Nipija ejayan. Abduk noijian apis. Abduk noijian apis. I have to go to the office. Abduk noijia na apis. Shkon gam gok ndijia. Shkon gam gok ndijia. I'm going to go to school. Shkon gam gok ndijia. Gadot masne? Gadot masne? Are you busy? Gadot masne? 
Chondot Messi. Chondot Messi. I'm not busy. Chondot Messi. Conage Bagagin Dotmas. Conage Bagagin Dotmas. I'm a little busy. Conage Bagagin Dotmas. Bakthene. Gabakthene. Are you hungry? Gabakthene. Depsinye. Depsinye. I'm full. Depsinye. Nagigishwisen. Nagigishwisen. I already ate. Nagigishwisen. Mina Kadon. Mina Kadon. Say it again. Mina Kadon. Nochkajiwin. Nochkajiwin. Talk louder. Nochkajiwin. Nochpadan Gadonin. Nochpadan Gadonin. Talk slower. Nochpadan Gadonin. For more information and opportunities with language, including self-paced classes, visit cpn.news language. You can find an online dictionary at potawatomidictionary.com, as well as videos on YouTube. There are also Potawatomi courses on the language learning app Memrise. Hanukkah Podcast is produced and brought to you by Citizen Potawatomi Nation's Public Information Department. Our director is Jennifer Bell. Don't forget to subscribe to us on SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you find what you listen to. We're also on Facebook at Citizen Potawatomi Nation and on Twitter at C underscore P underscore N. Visit us on the web and find digital editions of the tribal newspaper at Potawatomi.org. That's P-O-T-A. W-A-T-O-M-I dot org. Until next time, I'm Paige Willett. Miigwech nikanek, babamina. Thank you, friends. See you later.